This is HPR episode 2624 entitled, Cycling Through Brussels. It is hosted by Nightwise and is about 22 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, on a hot day Nightwise rides his bike through Brussels. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello there, Hacker Public Radio. This is Nightwise. And um, I am, for the moment, in the very heart of the capital of Europe. I'm in Brussels. And um, I actually just dropped off my MacBook Pro at the store, the Apple store, to have the keyboard replaced. And um, I am on my way to the train station right now. Now, um, because... I work at the other side of town, or of the city, which is uh, quite a way off. Um, I brought my little mini bike with me, and uh, I cycled through Brussels. So I'm kind of going to do the same with you guys. I'm going to do a little sound seeing tour, tour through Brussels, um, from where I am right now, which is in the Rue de Toisson d'Or, or the Street of the Golden Veil. Or in, in Flemish, the Gulden Vlieslaan, all the way to Central Station. And I'll show you a little bit about the sights and the sounds that you hear and stuff. Right, so just leaving the, um, the deli here, had a quick veggie lunch, um, <clears throat> pushing my bike al- al- along, the, um, along the boardwalk. Well, it's not the boardwalk, it's the sideway. Side, side street, whatever. Sidewalk! <laughs> Alright, looking for words there. Uh, kind of cycling on the sidewalk. You're not supposed to, but who cares? And um, I am going to drive down into the um, well, the lowest part of Brussels, actually, where the train station's at and uh, where the central square is at. Uh, Brussels is, of course, known, capital of Europe, many pretty museums, magnificent buildings, lots of history. Uh, starting out here at the uh, uh, Rue de Vlieslaan, uh, Le Rue de Toisson d'Or, because uh, Belgium is a trilingual country. Every street has, in Brussels at least, has two street names, French one and a Flemish one. And uh, right behind me there is the, um, well, the, if there's a, such a thing as Chinatown, it's Congo Town. It's uh, the Matange district. Uh, featuring a lot of shops and people from Zaire and from the Congo region, from Africa. And it's like a a black, well, not a suburb, but a a black, I don't know, um, mini town inside Brussels. And it's very cool to shop. They have all these interesting little towns and the people are mega friendly. And because they have African roots, uh, most of them come from Zaire, 
that was a former Belgian colony. Um, they have they speak French and they have this fantastic accent. Wish I could let you want let you uh, hear some of these people talk. It's uh, it's a fantastic African tainted French. So uh, leaving Matonge, the Matonge district behind me, heading down uh, through the Naamsestraat, uh, all the way down to the heart of the city. Um, I have to cross the small little causeway around Brussels, which is like um, when you're in the city and you want to cross, you know, transverse the city, that's the road you take. This is not a place where you jaywalk, you jaywalk, you die. Uh, even by car it's a little bit of a challenge and this is the first time actually that I'm doing this by bike and uh, now it's all downhill it's fine but uh, it's actually a little windy it's warm wind because Belgium's suffering from a heat wave we haven't had rain in I don't know six weeks or something and it's uh, I think still something like 30 degrees uh, outside and I'm you know cruising down now, it's not busy anymore, you know, shops are closing. It's about, I don't know, almost six o'clock. Um, and uh, so not a lot of people on the sidewalk you can just bike here. That's okay. Naamstraat connects uh, the um, Rue de Toisson d'Or with the Koningsplein, which is a square where we have a couple of uh, very famous museums, one of them being the uh, Musée de Marguerite, uh, the museum dedicated to uh, one of our surrealist painters, René Marguerite, who is known for the painting of the pipe that says, Ceci n'est pas une pipe, or this is not a pipe. Very strange. And um, I don't know, people ask me, you know, before you Google the name Marguerite, which you should, um, you know, what, what style is this? Well, if you uh, are a Monty Python fan, um, and uh, you know those little animated sketches they had in the middle, you know, of the, I don't know, sometimes a, a cut-out head and a foot stomping on it and stuff. It, it, he has kind of like that style, to be honest. It's a little, you know, Monty Python-esque. Of course, Monty Python was inspired by René Marguerite and not the other way around. Because there was René before there was, um, you know, the Holy Grail and the Knights who say, me. Heading up to the Koningsplein here. Be a little bit careful where I drive. Don't want to, you know, ugh, ugh, kill any pedestrians getting off the uh, sidewalk. All right, bicycle lane right here. Woohoo! And it's cool. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I just cycled up this road, um, which is pretty uphill, uh, about half an hour ago. It was bustling with activity, and half an hour later, it's a totally different city. Um, this is, of course, now the domain of the locals. Still busy, still cool. Um, but, you know, um, cycling uh, past the Musée de René Marguerite and a little bit further down, as we go uh, towards the Jewish Museum, there is one of the most uh, exquisite museums, at least museum buildings in, uh, in Brussels, which is uh, the Museum for Musical Instruments. And uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get you some pics in the show notes because you've got to see some of these sites. Um, it is a fantastic building and it was also designed by one of Belgium's greatest architects, René Marguerite. Uh, Marguerite, no, no. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't designed by René Marguerite. It would have fell. It would have been floating upside down in the air with mushrooms growing out of its ass. I don't know. Um, no, uh, it was designed by Victor Horta, which uh, was a fantastic uh, architect from the beginning of the century, and he made some magnificent buildings. 
and uh, La Musée des Instruments du Musique is one of them. All right, passing a group of tourists here. We're here with a guide looking at the square. The guide is explaining what they do. And then passing uh, Glacier Pasqualito. Monsieur, vous prenez carte aussi? Non, ok, merci. Damn, I don't have any cash money with me and I was kind of checking if this guy who has this little yellow truck and he sells um, gophers, uh, Belgian waffles, but you know, Belgian waffles, I'll tell you about that. I was checking if he took credit card, but it doesn't. Damn. Should bring cash someday. Don't use cash. Um, so this guy sells waffles and there are, you know, everybody says Belgian waffles, but there's no such thing as a Belgian waffle. It doesn't exist. Because Belgians have two kinds of waffles. Uh, Brussels waffles, les gaufres de Bruxelles, and uh, very nice, pretty tourist ladies walking around. Hot weather, beautiful women. Uh, Brussels is a sight for sore eyes. Um, we have Brussels waffles, which are kind of desserty, light, crunchy, served with whipped cream and uh, chocolate or fresh fruit. And then you have um, les gaufres légeoises, which are a little bit more, which are smaller, a little doughy, uh, heavier, but also delicious. Sometimes uh, cinnamon taste is added to them. And I like the latter. I like les gaufres légeoises. There's a street artist here. I'm just walking down the stairs. So you come from the Koningsplein, you go a little way down, and then you go through, uh, you pass down a couple of stairs right in front of you is a little park and you have a fantastic view of the city of course this place is packed with tourists taking shots uh, vendors selling stuff uh, having a good time oh man Brussels really alive and I'm uh, passing the Jewish Museum which has this beautiful sign on the wall which says and I'll give it to you in uh, in, in, in Dutch Wie een leven red red heel de wereld he who saves one life, saves the world. And that's a very inspiring thought. Always like that. And whenever I pass through here, I kind of try to read it out loud. Ah, inspire me. Okay, walking, cycling through the little park here with beautiful trees, uh, people sitting here, and I can actually smell a barbecue. Somebody has brought a barbecue and they are having a barbecue. And there is a golden rule that says everybody in smelling range of a barbecue is allowed to be invited to said barbecue and should be fed at said barbecue. Although I don't think I can actually, you know, prove that point. All right, cycling a little bit further down, we are heading towards Central Station. Uh, also a lot of tourists here again, admiring the buildings, having a tour guide. Spanish guide of a Portuguese guide giving them uh, the sights and the sounds and telling them you know what's going on all right Counterstein uh, this is the main road that uh, goes from uh, east to west through um, <clears throat> through the town and it uh, it, it interconnects with um, it interconnects with the Wetstraat, le, le Rue du Bois, where all our government buildings are. And uh, the palace of our king is not that far from here. 
And um, I, I've been working in Brussels for a while now. And at my previous assignment, I would be here around the central station of Brussels a little earlier. And every day, every time I came, about the same time, well, you know, the king goes to work. And he would have this amazing police escort with lights and sirens and, and you know, motorbikes, the motorcade. And uh, this is really impressive stuff, you know. The king's motorcade is cool. These guys, they really drive through the city like they own the place. And they are literally able to stop traffic at the drop of a hat. They take complete control of the situation. It is probably one of the most macho things that I've ever seen, and it's way cool. And, you know, after the motorbikes comes the king's limo. And, and, and because the streets are actually quite narrow, you can see him. You know, you can wave at your king in the morning. I actually did that a couple of times. Uh, passing through Central Station here. Quickly going to check if my good friend Henry's here. It's a homeless guy that I befriended when I uh, commuted to the Central Station. But, you know, these days, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've, I have to uh, go to La Gare du Nord, so I haven't been able to check up on him. But uh, the spot where he's at is, is, is right in the sun, so he's not going to be there. All right, heading into the train station, Brussels Central. Central station in Brussels. Always a lot of interesting people here. Let me see which train we can take. I have the 1850 to be sure. That one's gonna. Is that? Yeah, that's gonna take. 1849 is gonna take me to Tongeren. I've got the 1834 to Hasselt. Can I get there sooner? No. It's gonna be the um, 1845 track three. I can uh, jump trains in Hasselt should I want to. And uh, the Central train station is a pretty amazing place because um, it, all the tracks are underground. So it's like a, a, a giant subway with trains. Um, so it's a completely subterranean construction. There's a, a big building at the bottom, at the top, of course. And then you actually descend, like I'm doing right now, down the stairs and you can go to the different um, tracks. Again, a lot of beautiful people walking around, a lot of sights and sounds to take in. And you will uh, hear the voice of the Belgian National Train uh, Service uh, announcing the different trains. This is a, a fantastic text-to-speech application that they wrote, uh, which gives our little uh, lady a magnificent voice, and she you know, announces all of the trains. And because... Brussels uh, is in the heart of Belgium. It's a trilingual country. The announcements are in Dutch, in French, sometimes in English and in German. And now it's easy. Now you know. Now, now it's quiet. So she's kind of shutting up. But when uh, it's rush hour, one train after the other is coming in. Um, that's not her. I'll, I'll tell you when it's her. Uh, this is just a, a standard PA message. Um, but when the trains are coming in high speed, it's this constant, you know, track 15, train to Otigny coming in, blah, blah, blah. And then she, gives, she goes on and on and on and on. And it's magnificent to hear. 
because when you close your eyes, and especially for you guys, if you're not native and you don't understand the language, it sounds very, very... The IC-trein naar Brussels Airport Zaventem van 18 uur 27, spoor 3. Voie 3, le train IC à destination de Brussels Airport Zaventem. De 18h27, voie 3, gleis 3, der IC-trein naar Brussels Airport Zaventem. Track 3, the 6, 27, IC train to Brussels Airport, Southampton, track 3. There you go. That was the announcement to the airport in four languages. And you got to imagine this uh, when I go a little bit uh, higher up, when you get a lot of reverb on this voice, uh, and it's busy, and she's just pounding out one announcement after the other. It's fantastic. So here I'm in the big hall, so now you hear her with this reverb. It's fantastic. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get myself a snack. I'll just let you enjoy some of the sounds and the different languages of this train station. So I'll shut up for a while and you can just imagine what it is like walking through here at the heart of, uh, of Europe. Well, it's during a, a, well, kind of quiet evening during the holidays. <clears throat> Getting a soda. Oh, one of these good green tea sodas. Those are good. There you go. Yeah, I'll try that. S'il vous plaît. Euh, non, 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 c'est pas assez. Quelque hein. chose pour manger aussi. Hein. <rire> Autrefois, je vais, être, je vais avoir du faim sur, en, dans, sur le train. Oui, 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 oui. J'avais monté la ville jusqu'à Toisson d'Or. Quand même, oui. La dernière pièce après le, le Place de Roi. Je l'avais fait par pied parce que bah, c'est trop. Hein. Non, 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 Oh. Oui, oui. S'il vous plaît, autrefois ce sera passé. Hein? Voilà. Voilà. Allez, ça va marcher. Merci beaucoup, madame. À la prochaine.
So Brussels is a, is a, a bilingual uh, city. Most of the time you start out in French. Uh, most of the people speak both, but uh, you kind of do both. Let me see. Hasselt, 1834. So what I'm going to do, I live in the uh, east part of the country. I live in Tongeren. So I'm going to take the train to Hasselt, which is in the middle of my province. And then I'm going to switch trains to the end of, this, of the line. Normally, when I take the train... 10 minutes to the hour, I have a direct train. I have a, a direct connection to where I live. Trains are well air conditioned, not always on time, but uh, it's okay. Right. So we've uh, taken the bike down the stairs and we're going to transform it into its compact mode. Great little little mini bike that I have. I'm very pleased with that. Alright, trains are already coming in. It's early. Not complaining. Alright, there we go. I'll fold in the steering wheel. There we go. Click. And transform. Okay, this is uh, one of those funny announcements which are track changes, which uh, I call the train Olympics. Because uh, at the last minute they say, hey, your train's coming in on another track and you have to go up the stairs, across the station, down the stairs, and you see people running for their lives. Always nice. Here's my train. It's a big one, air conditioned. I am happy. So I'm going to sit down, and enjoy my book. I'm actually reading uh, an ebook, uh, and gonna take my little bike with me. And I will see you when I see you. I hope you enjoyed this little sound theme tour in the uh, hearts of Europe, in one of the busiest train stations of Europe. Um, and I'm gonna get on board my little train here. And I hope to see you guys again. This was Nightwise, not doing any painting this time, doing something else. And uh, well, see you next time. Ta da! been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. 
Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.